You're listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then talk about them. I am Steven, normally your host, but tonight I was absent. Chris was joined by John, Sam, and a new panelist, Jeremy, to play Splendor. Splendor, designed by Mark andre was first published by Space Cowboys in 2014. Later editions were co-published with Asmodee. In 2014, it won a myriad of nominations and awards, including winning a Golden Geek for Best Family Board Game and Board Game of the Year. It won Game of the Year awards in Japan, Finland, Norway, Poland, the Netherlands, Germany, and the United Kingdom. It was a Spiel des Jahres nominee in 2014. At the time of this recording, Splendor has a 7.4 rating with 72,000 ratings on BoardGameGeek and has a ranking of 197. It's a 2-4 player family weight game that should play in about 30 minutes. Thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with Splendor. So today we're going to be talking about Splendor. Chris, you were the one who nominated this game to the table. Yeah. Would you like to talk about why? This is always a favorite. It's kind of like chess. I think it's funny. We talked about doing a a podcast on Splendor that we were just going to leave, what, 30, 40 minutes of blank airtime. It is that kind of game, isn't it? Yeah. If people start getting rowdy at your house, then you sit there and you go, let's play Splendor. All of a sudden, it's silent. I mean, you could hear a pin drop. It's quieter than a chess match. Yeah. You, you hear the, the tokens roll around, but that's about it. There's no other, there's no conversation. Maybe the first like five turns or something, there will be a little conversation, mm, but a it just becomes tabletop. all strategic. You go, hey, Chris is, is hoarding all those gems again. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Sam, you want to tell us about this game? All right. So Splendor's a classic, I think. Um, it's a classic for our group anyway. We've been yeah. playing this for years. I don't know when it first came out. I'm sure Steven does. I think the publishing on this one, it says 2014 by the Space Cowboys. It feels older than that. Maybe I mean, it's just that, that your copy's beat up. Yeah, that box looks loved. You know, yeah. it, it's been played quite a bit. This is a game yeah. that, not just in the game group, but it'll come out with family and other friends that come. It's a very easy game for people to... It's a, it's a good... Um, intro game kind of like Catan or Carcassonne yeah, it's, it's maybe a two or three minute rules intro frankly yeah, it's, it's pretty short you collect tokens representing the different gems you spend them to buy cards the cards are worth points and also additional gems so you're kind of building a very simple engine where if you build a lot of the if you buy a lot of the ruby cards well now you have a bunch of rubies and you can you get every turn forever and you use those to buy more cards Hmm. Um, do you typically i mean this was a play in maybe half an hour and do you is this a game that you sit down and play two or three times in an evening you, you or could you we can play it several games i've yeah. played it several times I, I have it on my ipad i'll play it on the airplane and i'll get like three or four games in in like 20 30 minutes okay yeah it, it says 30 minutes on the box and i believe that if you because yeah honestly a lot of what extends a game's runtime is talking and i don't and, mind that and speed bumps people speed that can't bumps, make a yeah. decision and I don't, I don't mind the talking i do kind of mind the speed bumps yeah uh, but splendor i don't know what it is about splendor but you just don't talk you're just thinking um and we'll get into some of why that is after we've played it i think i think we've all played this before i know i have an extensive history of playing this jeremy have you ever played this before yes with you oh how many times yeah. would you say we've played together? I don't know. A couple dozen, probably. Wow. Okay. I, th- I think I've played once or twice, and it's been years. This might not be your speed. This is a game that I really enjoy. It's a it's a nice game when you have four people and you're waiting on a couple more. You know you can knock it out. Right. You walk in the door, and you're like, okay, I got this game. I'm going to sit here and read the rules. All right, we'll be done here in like five minutes. 
or 10 minutes, and then we can join you in a longer game. Yeah. But this is a quick setup game. Yeah, my experience with Splendor is uh, probably more akin to Jeremy's. I don't have a number for it. Um, but more than one or two, less than uh, however many multitudes of playthroughs Chris has. All right. Well, let's give Splendor a roll and see how we do. Okay, we'll be back. I can't believe there's no dice. All right, well, we're back. We just finished Splendor. What this game has is a fine set of clay poker chips. And that's about how you feel after playing a game of Splendor. Or during, your, during, yeah, a, game. during a game of Splendor. This is the it's quietest just... game, and I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, there's like Paul Newman-level poker games where they're talking more than people do when they're playing Splendor. And I realize that you're kind of thinking about what you're doing, and you got to look at the numbers on all the different cards and everything. But at the same time, it's like, boy, I know a lot of games where there's some pretty heads-down you know, steam burning, but for some reason, this game just makes everybody get quiet. There was an so, exceptional amount of table talk this game. Yeah. I, but it was it had less to do with I, the game. I will admit more. that was intentional on my part. I was trying to throw you off. To put wow. some noise in it. He's well, and, and I, it's, it's kind of nice to see a little gamesmanship coming I, I, out of you. And it worked. It. I mean, I, I, I won handily, which is... Yes, you did. You like almost doubled the second place player. Well... Yes, but uh, but he's a new so you should given yeah. a turn or two and Chris would have caught up to me. You had a couple good turns Just where Chris? the cards, yeah, the, the, the level card. one cards turned over. Oh, I already have all this, and it would be the ones yeah. you need. Mm-hmm. And then I turn over something. It's like, oh, I guess I need to take tokens. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I that's, had I had a good run where I just grabbed cards off the bottom. That's sort of and, a Sam thing, though, isn't it? Oh, look, I can get, I just get to keep this card. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. But I think three of us were pretty much playing with the same strategy. Get to the base, build up, go for yeah. the nobles. Well, and in my You showed me a, a different way that I'd seen anybody do before where you're very heavy on the uh, yellow. You know, I remember Kyle, when he played this game, mm-hmm. he would not take a card or buy a card unless it had points on it. After like the first like three or four cards, he would always go for ones that have points on them. So, so I haven't played this in almost ten years. So I was coming in new, and and you know I'm saying okay, so I need to get points, but I'm it's, it's more for me. It's a matter of okay, so figure out what's my minimum stake to get cards, and you guys just seem to be better at building cards that had gemstones on them, which of course gives you this huge ballast. It makes it easier for you to run with what you're doing, and. So I ended up picking up cards that had points, which is great, including uh, one of my first cards was a two-pointer. And that's great. Um, it cost me some serious tokens to do that. Um, and as it turned out, I came in second place with eight points. Yep. So maybe and I I've shouldn't seen, complain. I've seen people win with that strategy as well, which is, it is, there is some luck of what cards come out. Right. I mean, there were a couple times that you took cards. I think you took one off the top one time. I mean, it's... but. There were you were taking cards that were strategically that you were close to that you just needed that one yellow, pick right. up a couple more tokens and you were able to turn them over. Right, I Whereas, was able to reserve a card and take the gold token and or gold poker chip and that that was enough to get it. So I so I knew I had it in my back pocket. So you're yeah. taking twice as long, tw- twice as many turns to to make that card work. But at the same time, if you need to take, if you need one more one more piece, then that's not such a bad play. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I think it's a question of efficiency, right? That's um, exactly what this game is. That's in, wrapped up in one word. That's it. Yeah, I mean, the the name of the game for me was looking at what can I buy with 
the, the spending the least amount of tokens, right? Because any turn you spend taking tokens is a turn you haven't picked up a card, which is a turn that puts you behind. Because you're not generating any value. Uh, right. You're, 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 you're either, you either want to be gaining points or you want to be gaining those gemstones, which allows you to gain gain points right. later. So there were, there were a lot of options for the nobles, and I just kind of grabbed whatever cards I could. And then uh, when I you know saw, okay, well, I only need a couple more of this type to score points there, I'll, I'll focus on that. Um, and I, I just think that's uh, the optimal way to play this game, right? I don't think it's a solved game. There's still decisions you have to make. There's still things you have to pursue. But I think that's the best way to play the game. Yeah. And I think if we played this again, do you think it would have turned out exactly the same oh, way? Oh, no, of course no. not. We probably would have changed the start player. I mean, it does say in the game the youngest player gets to start, but you were the first player. Things kind of fell in your lap a little bit on some of the cards, but we, you did play very we, well, and you we went for the We all had the same number of turns, Chris. I understand, but you distracted us. <laughs> if you wanted to score more than seven points... Yeah, and I and actually I, I probably hit was three turns away from making the fifteen. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. right. And I, well, and I, I think I, me I, and you were about yeah. we're pretty much about the same. I look at what colors show up there, and white was the most. I think white and blue were the most common noble colors. Yeah, so that's what I was going for. That's, yeah, I kind of looked was like, all right, white's pretty common, blue's pretty common, and then we'll see how things go. But I go. think the white diamonds are always the one of the factors. Well, that's because we're playing with Chris, and he likes to collect them and hoard tokens. Which... Uh, if you notice, I did at the end of the game. I had two tokens. There was most of the game where I only had three or four tokens in front of me. I did. Yeah. You were the one that had ten. You almost always had ten, and well, you had quite I, a bit I, in front I, of I, you. I, I, I never had that many. You maybe had like six or seven. But but I, I, I tell you, I never felt like I was hard pressed to get any color. So right. so and, and in the, my my one memory of playing this was was a color being voided and not being able to do a whole lot because of that. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so I want to I want want to make sure that I have that. I want ran a little heavy to begin with, and then it turned out that that just wasn't an issue when all was said and done. I'm not so. saying I intentionally took the last of a stack on a few occasions, but I did. Yeah. I mean, the the whole point of the game is to break your dependency on tokens as soon as possible. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, and I think that intent, the, the focus on what tokens are available, how can I spend things most efficiently, and what's going to change on the players, the other players' turns, I think that's why it's a quiet game. Because especially if you get the right group and no one's you know intentionally distracting things, you can really get into a rhythm and just go and take turns one after another. Yes, I, I could see how if you were with three experienced players, people that had 10 or more games under their belt, that this game would just cruise around in a circle. Well, it's also a problem. By the time it gets back to your turn... A lot's changed. Samuel's already taken my card. And then yeah. Chris took the next one that I wanted. So, so the, now I have to rethink everything. Yeah. The part, the part of the game was is you weren't really that distracting. Because I, I wasn't really yeah. paying attention to what you were doing, what John was doing, what Sam was, what uh, Jeremy was doing. So, I mean, if somebody is sitting there concentrating, yeah, you can kind of screw somebody. Because I could have looked. I could have figured, yeah, if he gets that chocolate or that brown gemstone, yeah, then... I, I, uh, I was paying a lot of attention to board state this game board um, state meaning us or yes. meaning or no, the no, thing board, in the middle board state meaning what you guys had already picked 
and what tokens you had. I made a very deliberate decision um, when I got my first Noble. I looked at I looked at Chris's cards. I looked at Jeremy's cards, and I said to myself, "Okay, I can get the Noble this turn, and that next card that I want is still going to be there because Chris can't afford to take it." And, and, and I thought about it a couple times. times like have you played this game? Uh, when was the, I don't know when the last time I played this game was. But like you said earlier, maybe a dozen, two dozen, yeah, maybe yeah, something probably like about that. as many as Jeremy. It, it's one of those maybe games. It's a, it's a filler game. Online. I mean, how long did I don't that remember game ever take playing us? it online. I mean, it took I us what, on twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't long. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's kind of like Race for the Galaxy, where there there is a right way to play it, and after you've got ten or twelve games under your belt you start figuring out exactly what that is and then at that like i said every, everybody can roll but not only can everybody roll but but like I, I didn't have the ability to open up my vision enough to see what you guys were doing because i was struggling enough just staying within the boundaries of the rules and getting my ba- I, I had enough to do just look at the middle of the table right and it was bad was enough on. that you're having to fight to take yeah. your turn yes right exactly. well and it, it's going to change every time because the other thing i look at is what's the color that shows up the most on the board like right now, there's just a ton of green, yeah. but a ton of green things weren't showing up yeah. for us to take. Yeah, early on, the lower levels were very monochromatic, which kind of felt like we were getting one color at a time, yeah. mm. which is how this game goes sometimes. Um, there's a lot of variety, but yeah. I mean, everything up top was either white or blue. Right, really yeah, and, and it's you do run into this, this, you do get into kind of a rut where... Um, there's a lot of cards that's been established nobody wants. And so somebody takes a card and a new one is flipped over and that's the card everybody yeah. wants. And you know that's what everybody wants. Yeah. Because and, and you hope that's the person before you yeah. so that you've got a shot yeah, at because, it. Yeah, because nobody took the other cards before. That's not going to change all of a sudden. Yeah, at one point you even said that I, I, I reserved a card and you're like, that card's been sitting there the entire game and just as I'm ready to grab it, you took it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I guess that's how it happens sometimes. But Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, there was three of us pretty much doing the same strategy of emptying out the first row. I said before the game, it'll probably empty out the first row and we'll get halfway through the second deck. That's basically what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. You, you, you called it. This is definitely a... Yeah. But, well, I, but I enjoyed myself. I had players. a good time. Yeah. But so, I think how many of the level three cards were, were bought? Uh, I think... One or two? One? Yeah. 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 I was going to say, did we I, didn't go after them much I at all. one. I didn't buy any. I was at level two. No, I bought all level one and then yeah. four level two cards. And I think I only bought yep. it because it was the last turn and it was the most points. Get the most you can get. Get the yeah. most you can get to finish yeah. the game. They're, yeah. they're, it's they're not. That much or not. They're point efficient. They're not gem efficient. Right. So the way you might have already figured out how this game turned out, um, Jeremy and myself, Chris, had seven points. John finished a strong second with eight points, and Sam finished with fifteen points. Yeah, he, he clocked. So it was out a pretty 15. solid, solid win. Right, but but to be clear, I picked up four points on my last turn and five points on my second to last turn. Yeah, the nobles. Right, so I, you I won't got, rock it. You had your machine yeah, going. The the nobles were in reach. Yeah, yeah. like and, I just and me and you were. A turn away from and, uh, our engines. I was, I was. I felt like I was three turns away from where I would have crossed cross the line with fifteen. So yeah. it, it gets to that point. You had a better engine that started moving and a little quicker yeah, than we did. I so. was just just a few rounds ahead of you, and so I cruised ahead. But it's not like I was ahead the whole time. It's just yeah, I had a boost. Samuel was plot. So 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 we, were. we joked as we were setting up the microphone. Yes. Which one of us is going to complain that there's no dice in this game and? Uh, obviously there well, isn't you, you said let's, let's get roll. roll 
and Let's there's, get rolling. there's no right. dice. And, and there's no dice to go rolling. But but my, my point is, that this this is a game where every time it's your turn, every, all the knowledge you need is there. There's no, I can take a risk and go after this, or I can take a risk and go after that, short of saying, well, I'll, I'll take some 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 gemstones some tokens and hope that nobody steals the card that I'm going to take. But even that's kind of laid out in front of you. There's, there's no, um, um, there's not a whole lot of unpredictability in this game. I mean, it's kind of laid out for you and you, you, you take your optimal turn and you, you just, you just hope for the best for the next cards that get turned over. And the point being that all of that luck happens before you have to make a decision. When it comes to decision time, it's like, well, this is what's going to net me the most. And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. And, and I, I typically favor games where there's a way to take a risk and maybe, you know, get Reap a some rewards. turn out of it. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're up, if you're in the lead, you say, okay, so now it's time to back off the risk, try to close the deal, you know, get my way across the finish line without taking that risk. This game doesn't have that sort of feature to it. But, but it seems very popular. And, uh, I mean, on a regular basis, you'll see a, a rocking convention floor with four people sitting in the middle of the room you know, heads down, not making a sound because they're playing Splendor and, and while everything's going on around them. I think one of the good things about this game is it doesn't outstay its welcome. I mean, it's a 20 to 30 minute game. Yeah, I mean, even if you're losing, yeah. um, frankly, because I have played this, you know, a few times and I have lost soundly quite a few times, mostly thanks to Chris. Um, so even when you're losing, there's still this feeling of you're just trying to squeeze a little bit more out there's of the cards chance. in front of you. <laughs> even, well, even if I don't think well, I'm going to win, I'm still like, but I can get this card. I can I can grab that card. Right. You sort of set a goal. You say, well, let's see if I can get 10 points. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to win, but let's see if I can get yeah, 10 points. Can I take something off the third row? Yeah. You yes. just, or that kind of thing. Most yeah, commonly exactly. is, can I screw Chris? Well, yes. That's always a consideration. <laughs> well, that's right. That's, that's regardless of the game. Uh, yeah. It doesn't even need to be mentioned. I was going to say, I mean, that's sort of my entire strategy and can't stop, and that's a complete luck fest. Uh, but you're, you're right. It doesn't it doesn't overstate its welcome. It's, it's sweet. Frankly, um, if you're not paying attention to the game state, you could... Like, you know, there are games where someone just says, all right, game's, game's over, I hit 15. Or you don't realize someone's there until they've got, like, 13 points. Yeah, and it's, you, you, you were polite, and I think you told us when you were at 11. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm at 8 points. And then I'm John 11 points. Out, you can win on the next turn. And no, he I, basically said... No, he, he, he was like, oh, so you can probably win. And I was like, yeah, I can. I'm going to get yeah. 15 points If that the next card turn. stays out there for this turn, then I can get... Yeah, and we left it out there. Yeah, I think we were having fun with it, and I wasn't. Well, normally, much by attention. the time you can get a noble, uh, it's it's pretty much almost right. over anyway. Because so, you have already enough, rolling down. You have enough gems to pick up whatever's going to start coming yeah, out essentially, pretty handily. Essentially, yeah. you have to build your engine, as we've been calling it, to the point where you can start generating points. And once you can start generating points, there really isn't. A whole lot anyone can do to stop you. When you say generating points, it's just basically accumulate, accumulating cards that have yeah. point values you on can, them. You, you some can, of the gems do, some don't. Right. You can purchase cards with points on them without spending a single gem right. chip. Which gets you closer to the nobles wanting to come and be with Well, right. Because your at team that point, you're just, you're just piling well, on. Yeah. I mean, the nobles just add efficiency. Yes. Yeah. So... We've talked about it. Um, we've gone pretty in-depth on it, I think. I don't think there's too much more we can say about it. I think yeah. we're ready to we give can, it a we rating. We can't talk longer than the actual game. That would seem That would seem improper. kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, should we just leave like a five-minute pregnant pause? No. No. Okay. I, I, no. I think it may be time 
to call our ratings for Splendor. And we'll start with the youngest player at the table. And that would be Jeremy? No. Oh, no, wait. Almost by a decade. No. It's Sam. It's me. I'm the youngest at the table. I mean, thank you, but no. You look the youngest. It's the beard. So I enjoy Splendor. Um, I, I don't know it's a game that I personally would pick off of the shelf. Um, but that's just because I enjoy long, complicated games. And Splendor is not long and it is not complicated, but uh, it, it shines despite that, I think. Um, it is the gems, you know. They just—they're so, so gems. pretty. To you look add at. a solid set of clay chips to any game, it right. raises the value. They're so pretty too. It's just—that's true. We didn't talk about the component quality. They're good. Like yeah. people these, have played Splendor eh. before. Just—just just give it the rating. They're hefty. It's a strong <laughs> seven. Strong seven. Okay. Strong seven. I—I I enjoy playing this, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Excellent. All right, from the youngest to the oldest. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give this a seven and I'm going to tell you why, you know, you look at the BGG rating scale and more or less it puts every game in a seven, maybe a seven and a half, but Splendor is like the most poster child game for game nerds. I mean, it's the game that just sort of does what it's, it's the, it's the tightest most ultimate euro it's it's just that package that sort of represents everything that is that entire euro game sort of uh approach to everything so i think i th- i think not not only is it a seven but it is the single most middle seven um that we have played all right let's go to our special guest jeremy i like it i my family is a hard card game family okay and i have brought splendor to an assortment of gatherings Mm -hmm. in an attempt to get them to play something than other than a card game okay and i believe this game can do it okay because it's easy enough and it doesn't have it still has cards so it's it's familiar right (laughs) there's no luck there's there's no luck in dice rolling. There's it's it's simple it's enough. It's pretty. It's pretty. That is kind of a prerequisite for games that I buy. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's a a traditional card game that it's sort of more similar to, and I I don't I don't think there is. Maybe maybe like Rummy Five Hundred, where you're you're picking up cards and making investments in order to play mm-hmm. down later. I'm gonna so. give it seven blue tokens. Seven blue tokens. That's probably like a five-point card. Specifically blue. Well, Chris, it comes to you. You know, this is one of my favorite games. I enjoy pulling it out. There's not a lot of strategy to it. It is a good intro game. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It'll go back in the box. It'll go on the shelf. A couple weeks from now, we could play it again, and I'd be happy to. So I'm with you, John. I think it's a a strong seven, middle-of-the-road seven. Quintessential seven. Quintessential seven. I think that's it. So we right. have, we have splendored for the evening. I just want to want to take a moment to congratulate myself for beating Chris in a game of splendor. I think this is your first. Well, no, we won last week. So yeah, we we're, did we're, win we're last victorious. week. We're yeah, un, that's you're, right. You're undefeated still that's, for that's, the new year. So right. congratulations, John, Chris, Sam, and Jeremy. Thank you for joining them in conversation about splendor. 
You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a <clears throat> we also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you.